2: All right, my talkers, it is finally here, the final hour. We will be all with you guys live in studio here at My Talk 107.1 for 2021. So we're going to bring in 2022 with you guys right now, and we've got a lot of fun for this last hour. Yes, we do, but we don't have a game today. No.
3: Our, the game is our minds, you guys. Now, I want you to think about this. Okay. okay? So I don't think any of us have watched Being the Ricardos yet. No. Nope. No. Nope. Planning on... Watching it maybe this weekend. Okay, you are. I am planning on it, and uh, I've, and Nicole Kidman is you know obviously they think there's Oscar buzz for her because she is still talking, and the movie has now been out for like a month, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's giving an interview with um oh, what the Guardian. So she's talking to the the British paper, the Guardian, about being the Ricardos, and. You know, and one of the things for for Nicole Kidman is that always, you know, she is really pretty good about giving. And I only can say that I have firsthand experience of this because... She's been in the green room, the media room, at the SAG Awards mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, they just fire off questions and a lot of them are just ridiculous questions or yeah. they don't make sense or they're long run on. But she always gives a personal answer with her questions. Okay? Wow.
1: Which is amazing because Which she has amazing. a lot of, lot of the same questions yes. over and over. So in this being the
3: Ricardos, mm-hmm. one of the things, you know, that that she talks about is that this couple who was... You know, they had a creative relationship. They had a romantic relationship, but it doesn't work out. You know, we leave the movie knowing that it's, you know, the last kiss they have on screen in I Love Lucy is the last kiss they have. Okay. Okay, so she says to the... Guardian, when they asked her about um, playing Lucille Ball, which I had forgotten that Kate Blanchett was originally going to play this role. Oh yeah,
1: I forgot that too. Way
3: back in like 2017,
1: and then it was Deborah Messing was wanted the role badly. It never was buzz that she was going to get it, but she vocalized that she wanted to do it.
3: Yeah, basically. So anyway, but she said, told the Guardian, she said it's about a creative and romantic relationship that doesn't work out, but it comes from some extraordinary things. And I love that. I love that it's not a happy ending. Yeah. This film says you can have an extraordinary relationship, thrive and leave remnants of it that exist forever. Yeah, that's really gorgeous. You can't make people behave how you want them to. And sometimes you're going to fall in love with someone who isn't going to be the person you spend the rest of your life with.
1: I think that's a uh, that's a great answer. And it's a really realistic. But.
3: But. It is also. What? Describes her relationship with Tom Cruise. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Because they starred in three movies together. Yeah. Um, They had two children together who were basically, uh, you know, alienated from their mother. Yeah. Yes, it's been a long time. Anyway, then the reporter from The Guardian, and they even say, I gently... Asked this? Could they, they wondered if this, this, this could Don't almost be me. you describing? No, you know, they your previous asked. Relationship. Wow! And and then she said, "Oh my God, no, no, absolutely not! No, I mean honestly, that's so long ago that isn't in this equation." So no, no, no. And then the guardian noted that the Nicole was angry about the question. Yeah, and she said to the reporter, "And I would." Asked not to be pigeonholed that way either. It feels to me almost sexist because I'm not sure anyone would say that to a man. And at some point you go, give me my life in its own right. I have to say that question isn't sexist. It was a personal question. Yeah, It is sexist because reporters never asked Tom Cruise yeah. about Surrey or alienation of his kids. They never ask him no. anything, okay? Well, be, yeah. But they, the ghost of Tom Cruise will always sort of be the elephant in the room with Nicole Kidman because she was married to him for nine years and 364 days. Yeah. Remember, he serves her divorce papers before it's a full year. For for, for, their, for uh, the 10-year, yeah. And it is always going to be the weirdest part of her biography, even though she's happily married To him, we have the photo of her doing the jump. We are dying to know how long the NDA, you know, runs. Is it when, till Tom dies or what really happened with the kids? I mean, it is. And so she's the one,
1: by making this example, in a way, she, doesn't she invite the comparison? No, I disagree with you. You disagree? And I rarely do. But I have to say that I think she was, even if she was intending or not no, to. she wasn't, obviously. But, like, let's say, I mean, even if it was tapping into a realness or not realness, is, like, she was trying to be so honest and raw about something, yes, she has experience with. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure she's dealt with legal ramifications. Uh, and you can tell by her response w- with all that is that backtracking, that, like, oh, God, no, God, don't take put that in my, is that she has to deal with that in real life. Because if well, she has an NDA and all that stuff. So I think I think it was kind of greedy. Well, no, let me tell you what yeah. else was said. Okay? Okay, okay. So
3: then she said the guardian asked, well, were Lucian was that relatable for you? And mm-hmm. she said, very relatable. You may have kids with them, you may not, but you know they were very much in love. Yeah. So I think I, I mean, th- I feel like Nicole, she I wish she would have just said, when they when he said that to her, I wish she would have just said, Tom who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or something, something like that, but, but that, that wouldn't be true to but her. But that's the
1: thing is, like, I think she really was speaking from experience. Like, I I, I, yeah. I agree that we're taking that because, obviously, she's got a, a, quite a bit, you know, feelings when it comes to... Marrying somebody or having well, they having were in a, Days of having, Thunder. Yeah. They met
3: on Days of Thunder. He was married to Mimi Rogers.
2: Great movie. Okay, by the way. <laughs> he
3: love bombed her. Then they yeah. were in Far and Away, yeah. and then they were in Eyes Wide right Shut, Shut. And yeah. right after the filming of that, you know, splitting up. I wish there was
1: a. I I guess my thing is it's still even if there wasn't an NDA, Lori, it's still the her kids' dad, and I think having kids it, that she has no relationship with. I mean, still having that on paper that she actually said that, like, yes, that is Tom, that's greedy of the reporter. Mm-hmm. I think that is, like, a boundary that you but she should... But it is the elephant in the room, but, and everyone is going
3: to have to deal with it. And, I mean, I guess I wish that um, she could just figure out, like, a, uh, another... Maybe she's not going to play, like, this part for a while, but it does seem like the ghost of Tom Cruise in many of her parts... yeah. It comes out in her answers because she does have an interesting thing that happened to her. This man alienated her from her kids. I know. And he did her so dirty, so publicly.
1: No, and I agree with you. And I think it's just like she obviously has to deal with a lot when talking about him. And like even with the amount she gave us is like you could, if anybody has half of a brain they could figure of course she knows what it's like. How long but then the are ha- we
3: gonna wait for the real story? For oh her God, and Katie. I will, will keep I waiting. I even be
1: alive? Or, no, I mean, of course you will. Of course you will. I but know. I we need it. Like and that's the thing is that like someday we will get the whole story, but it has to happen on her timeline because obviously there's legal ramifications. There's a personal aspect. There's right. you know I mean there's just so much. I know that we it. don't we don't even know like. I think you and I would still walk the line with talking about exes without using their names. And we don't even have anything that's an NDA or anything that's whatever. It's just like, oh, and no, you know, no kids that are attached to these exes. So it's like, I can't imagine. It's like that reporter and everybody, we should just take what we can get from that and know that it is from her past and not make her say it. Not make the legal be like, get them back into court, deal with that. Well,
3: I mean, she this is the thing that Nicole will learn is that the next time she plays, it has to explain that maybe not go into so much vivid, good detail because people are likely to say, I know, are you talking about your relationship with Tom Cruise?
1: Connect those very close dots. Connect the obvious dots that
3: she laid out. Yeah. My objection is, would the Guardian please ask Tom Cruise a question that somehow could be fit into either Katie or if you could get something when he's going to be promoting Top Gun or Mission Impossible, but, you know, he doesn't ever do love things. So
1: And also Tom Cruise is infamous for leaving interviews when he doesn't want to deal with something. Yeah. And they're like so scared of that because, you know, people that are temperamental and that big of a star yeah. and maybe has to do with being a male. I don't know. Right. But they won't. They won't. They're, t- they're far too chicken poop to like say Mm -hmm. that to Mm -hmm. some, you know, to ask him that they don't want to lose the interview, but they don't
3: worry about that with her. Oh, Tommy. And then he goes and I I didn't know about this. Maybe you did grant. There was some, this, uh, team, um, a marching band. Let me see from, Oh, I think they did in their Ohio state university. They were in a bowl game or they were in something and they did in their marching band tribute, a tribute to top gun. And they they made the band, the marching band, made a pair of sunglasses. They did the two guys playing volleyball. I mean, it was like... Oh, funny. It it was seriously recreating the iconic moments at this Ohio State game. And I think it was on TV anyway. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. And so
2: Tom... Surprise them.
3: No, no. Yeah. He found out about it yeah. or someone told him and so he invited the whole marching yeah. band. Gotta have a preview of Top Gun. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's cool. That's it's,
3: really fun. That's a, like a good, you know, that's good one PR of good the, PR move there. On good his part. PR move and yeah, they spelled up but really more impressive that people can watch um the uh Ohio State versus Purdue. That is one hell of a marching band. Yeah,
2: just Google halftime Top Gun Ohio State and it'll come up. It's and right there. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty they cool. did the
3: danger zone. I mean, the star. I mean, it's really impressive. You That's guys. so cool. Yeah. So, you know, Tom Cruise uh, wins the uh, PR story of the day, the last day of the year. Damn it, I hate giving it to him. Me too, but if you win, you win. Yeah. And
2: You're- Nicole, just deal with your ghost of Tom Cruise it's a, I'm taking a peek at this right now they it's did so, a really good job of of you know I mean it's amazing yeah it's they, they you know they spell out Top Gun they've I got you fighters. they've got a fighter jet right now going across the field it's it's a really well done uh
3: yeah I'm glad that got the attention of Tom Cruise and you know what the studio too, is probably thrilled oh yeah right yeah even though the movie doesn't come out until For, summer what good yeah. what good news all right listen we'll be right back with the dirt alert
0: of
2: my talk, Dirt Alert. Dirt,
3: Dirt, Dirt Holly,
0: Dirt yay! Dirt, Dirt, Dirt. It's here! It's December 30th. Yes. It's here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Alright, fabulous. It is the last Dirt Alert of 2021. Mm-hmm. We've made it. We've done it. Throw your berets up in the air, everybody. (laughs) Huzzah! (laughs) Uh, We've got a little chef surprise of uh, straggling gossip stories, including this one from Us Weekly, saying that the sexual assault allegations against Chris Noth are stalling negotiations for a second season of In Just Like That over at HBO.
3: Well, I think they're stalling because, in just like that, continues to be terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, the Laurie. fifth episode the today,
0: we've yet to laugh. That's true. Now, this is not uh, prefacing, and just like that, I would not classify this as a comedy. No. It's not been
3: funny at all. It's been searingly depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't recognize these women. Yeah. And Carrie with having her back hurt and using a cane and her hair pulled back like a baby Jane or something saying, oh, I get a bad back. I'm like, yeah, look at the shoes you wear in the city. Yeah. Bunions in the city. She was on the (laughs) bed and I noticed she had a bunion on her second toe and her fourth
0: toe. I mean, it's, it, it's an occupational hazard it when is. you're wearing Manolo Blahniks around. If she could get that She could go to a podiatrist. Maybe that's yeah. going to be the next episode. I just, oh, and <laughs> oh, they, they, they name
3: check Samantha. Get they, she gets zinged again. That is true. We won't, won't
0: give away yeah. exactly the plot I points. Don't know. I
3: just it's just and just like that doesn't deserve another turn at the at the screen. I'm sorry if this is all the residual leftover from movie three. I can see why Kim Cattrall said I'm out.
0: Uh, well, I suppose the question is with and just like that, the continuation of Sex in the City, would you rather have this evolution of the characters or the characters? be in some kind of suspended animation about where they were 20 years ago
3: uh, no i i want i want them to just hire back all the writers all the women writers from 20 years ago at least cindy shupack and have michael patrick king maybe sit down for a second ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and maybe have candace bushnell they're 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 painting such a depressing picture of women in their 50s and when you get to 50 and at least if you don't have like young kids or whatever it is it is the best time yeah it is so liberating and fun there's a reason they call it the bleep at 50s it is just incredibly liberating To know what you know, have some money
0: and have a lot of crap behind you. Sure. You know, the story with Us Weekly, it's surprising in as much as, well, we know what happened to Chris Noth's character, Mr. Big. Yeah.
3: No, I mean, they couldn't advance the story any other way than her having this ridiculous hip thing that they're calling congenital.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, and just like that, the latest episode dropped today if Mm -hmm. you want to go and watch that. But there is some sex in this yes. episode <gasps> finally well, then I mean, there is sex
3: yeah if you count a hand in a pant which like god that's so mild hey,
0: hey man that's my friday night so don't say. don't hate on that <laughs> okay, fine. otherwise i have to recount my All 2021
1: right, uh-huh.
0: but boy they're missing the spice on that show yeah it, it's a, it definitely is a, a different tonal uh way to tell a I story mean, Do you see them renewing this and paying everybody that much money again uh, you know, I guess it depo- I suppose ultimately it will be a numbers game on yeah, how many people are watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, it, you know, you, as a diehard Sex and the City yeah. fan, I would call you that of the original series. Yeah. Your reception of this is tepid at best. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, I- just because they're getting it- they've gotten it so wrong.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to make it right, but mm-hmm. we still have more episodes dropping every Thursday. Oh, yeah. Three more. They got three more episodes to get it right. All right. Fingers crossed. Okay. Uh, did you guys oh, talk? That was a bad pun given the sex scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, did you guys talk about this? Uh, Debacle with Elton John performing at Princess Diana's funeral? Oh, we did
3: as a Hollywood speak, but I find it fascinating that the National Archives that, that yes, in fact, we can confirm that the Buckingham Palace and the people, they want everyone to keep a stiff upper lip and show no emotion ever. Because to call a song too sentimental for a funeral means they didn't
0: want anyone to cry. Right. So the story is, is that Buckingham Palace, according to new papers released by the UK National Archives, say that Buckingham Palace didn't want Elton John to perform a song at Princess Diana's funeral, fearing that the changes to the lyrics to his song Candle in the Wind would be too sentimental. Mm -hmm. oh and it was actually uh, a member of the church the dean of westminster abbey who wrote a letter to buckingham palace to plead with them people have emotions and they need to have emotions he wrote this is a crucial point in the service and we would urge boldness boldness
3: they fought over diana's funeral behind the scenes there could probably be a movie because we saw in the queen with helen mirror and how tony blair begs her ma'am the public is mourning her. Yes. Remember, we see that. So Tony Blair has to talk to the Queen. W- West Mister, Westminster Abbey has to talk about the song. I mean, can you imagine? They must have been having a fit about the flowers. Right. You know, uh, and not
0: only was the United Kingdom mourning, the world, the world was yeah. mourning the loss mm-hmm. of Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. And that version of Candle in the Wind, which he changed the lyrics to in order to honor his friend mm-hmm. Princess Diana, Is the number one single on the UK charts of all time? Wow, here in the United States on the Hot 100, it's the 52nd most popular song of all time. You know,
3: it'll be interesting in Prince Harry's memoir or biography, whatever he's calling it. Mm -hmm. If and I bet he does, I you know, because I he did not a lot of people were like, Why would you make to a 12 year old and a 14 year old walk behind the hearse? the whatever you call it they do that long public walk yeah and i wonder if he's going to talk about how traumatic that was and all the fighting that might have gone on behind the scenes of whoever insisted they do it
0: oh gosh that book isn't going to come out for a hot second right (laughs) i don't remember the release date
3: of prince harry's book i I don't know but the guy who wrote the tender bar J.R. moninger he's co-authoring that with with harry i hope It's good, and he tells us. It's good,
0: and that Prince Harry brings it. Because that has been my hope the entire time Mm -hmm. since Prince Harry has separated himself from the British royal family. Yeah, It's one thing, you know, I just, like, if you are going to be critical of the institution, please, Prince Harry, bring the hot goss Mm. and be critical of the institution that is the British monarchy. And, yeah, and I think he has talked about that Yes, he and maybe even
3: William has too. That 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 was a controversial thing. Like his, their mom would have been horrified. Yeah, uh, by that, and you know, like that, 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 like how you know, just it is really when you think about it.
0: Yeah. You know, they were just teenagers. And to do that, to keep that stiff upper lip in the tradition of the British monarchy at that age.
3: At that age. And when their mom, like, you know, and then that movie Spencer, when she tells the boys at the last Christmas in this family, the past is the present and the present is the future. It's all the same. It's just Groundhog Day every day
0: yeah yeah so we shall see can't wait to read it wow. I think we're going to be reading right. it here and finally our last story of the year poor Scott Disick is still so upset over Courtney Kardashian's <laughs> engagement to Travis Barker a source tells the Daily Mail oh gosh Scott's just doing the best that he can he's worried he's going to get bumped out
3: of the family that's yeah. why <laughs> yep. yeah. thank you that's why he wants to have a job he needs to. well he's probably already filmed he's worried About the next season of the Hulu, whatever that is.
0: Totally. All right. Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year,
0: Year, Holly. Holly.
3: All right. Listen, we come back. We got theories. We'll check on the traffic. There's got to be very little traffic.
2: Not much going on right now because it's obviously the taint drive home. Let's see what we've got going on right now. Up on 35. All right, guys. It's the final one of the year. Let's have some fun with Lori's theories. She has a theory.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so this was a story that was in the Washington Post, but it is it is something that gets talked about, and the theory is, you either control your email or your email controls you. Mm. What is it for you? Um, I mean, do you guys agree with that theory? Yes. I do.
2: Elaborate.
1: I'm confused. Well,
2: so in other words, like... um, What's the first thing you do in the morning?
1: Oh, I was worried that you're saying, like, when things leak. So I was like, oh, I get... Like, I was trying to read into it like a celebrity There's no
3: bigger (laughs) interrupter of work than email. That's why I have the healthiest relationship, and we can say without a doubt, email does not control me Mm -hmm. because... I I look down on email. I'm Not lie. I am with you. I am with you too. I, I I look down on it, and Julia gets very stressed out about email. But yeah. that's also because she was doing Donnie Love's job that we had no idea was so much work, and yeah. she's on a million now, like lists of pe- these books and stuff. So yeah. she will get like two thousand emails in a day.
1: Oh, me and me and my husband live absolutely diametrically different lives. So um,
3: one of you is controlled by email oh, and one of
1: you isn't. He has like 8 million projects he wants to work on at work. And then he's constantly like, what, I had to go through 45 emails in like the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I don't I don't have right. the kind of life that I... I don't either, really. I, so I don't I,
3: have the kind of job where... No. I mean, really, I don't... I can be dismissive of email. I, I know if I was... You know, if Carlson... Travel group, were still around. God rest
1: her soul. <laughs> yeah, um, you'd be right there with everybody else. I would else, be yeah. up to
3: my knee or I worked at the airline. I, I know it's just because I'm not in corporate America. And I think corporate America, that I think a lot of people, corporate America does have that position where it controls you to some degree.
1: And I like, I, I have a lot of relationships via text that I like that we can get back to each other in like if I send you a text, but if a you text send me a text, is easy. No, but a text even like you and I agree because like I'll send you a text about something, and a day later you'll maybe watch that episode and respond. Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, and I love that. And I but I'm, we're
3: not emailing.
1: But we're if not you emailing. Were emailing. I would never see it. No, yeah, yeah, I would never email would you. Never. You yeah. and I do not have that kind of email. No, we're not. That no, right. we so just Email don't.
3: doesn't control us. A because of our jobs. Yeah, and B, we we don't want it to.
1: I'll tell you one other thing during. The pandemic, I finally, and I'll eventually put my Apple Watch back on, but during breaks and stuff like that, I've been taking my Apple Watch Mm -hmm. off and keeping it off. Oh, I know. Because it just runs my life. I'm like, every text, everything, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, and it'll be like a silly text, and you don't have to get back to it. No, Casey asked me, he said, would you ever
3: want an Apple Watch? And I'm like, are you kidding me? That would be an insulting gift to give to me.
1: Yeah. It would be so annoying. The woman who lives in more in the moment than probably anyone I know. Is that what we call it? Yes. You're you're just not like I've never talked to you and you've like you know not been in the moment, which I love, and that's what I love about radio too. You can't be on your phone while you're on air and everywhere else. Although it's
3: been tried, I've seen it around here. I have a theory that um, you know sometimes, like uh, I would say that of any. Uh, like if Julie and I have had a quarrel that's been consistent on this radio show for 19 and a half years, it is when, and it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it makes both of us mad depending, because we both do it to have done it to each other, yeah. but not being present while the mic is on and we're on the air. And we both had like, like I'll say to her, I go, when the button is off, how is anyone going to think our conversation is interesting if you can't even be interested? <laughs> you, know, for, like, you know, we both really get
1: mad. And, then, and of course, I'm doing something for the show. I'm reading something for the uh, show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So that is really the only thing that we ever will get mad at one another about is that, you know, we're, we've we checked out for whatever reason.
1: And I And I
3: think it's because it's like you don't want to... I, it feels naked to be left hanging alone and talking to yourself. Oh, of course, kinda.
1: like monologuing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I always feel bad when you're talking about something and I don't have anything to contribute. And I just go like when you're telling me stories and I'm like, I know, really? Yeah, like, well, I mean, that's something. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I no, I'm
3: a talker. I do know that. I, well, it's why I appreciate uh, as an avid listener. I appreciate.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think there's something too. It's like I, I I I keep thinking we're gonna hit a breaking point with these phones and these. But we have yet to. And I think it's just been more and more ingrained in us. That availability is so wild that now we're to the point where you have, you have to check your email. Like, my husband has to check his email when he takes vacation. He just has no. to.
2: See, that's a rule that I would just...
1: But you, I can. Can. But I you can. don't I can. have that job.
3: Well, I understand that.
1: America, you will have
3: to... So I understand the that. But will, that's why people, there are experts. There are companies. Then yeah. I want to um, be paid. Then
2: there, I want to be paid.
3: Yeah, there's a book called The Happy Inbox. Yeah, And we're really talking about corporate America. Yeah, yeah. I, I get...
2: No, I get Get the corporate America aspect. No, but of I mean
3: that—that that is where all of this still, is hundred percent right. geared. It's hard.
1: For. It's hard because I can't add stress and be like, "What are you doing?" Because like mm. that's not helpful either. It's also
2: in small business America too, not just corporate. Like if you own and run your own business, you're just no, as tied. In your email. Well, I consider
3: corporate America to be anything that's owned, big or small. Okay, okay, okay that's okay. what I. That's yeah. kind of for me. I just think anything that's got more than two people, you know, yeah. there's, there is something, but. Anyway, I think uh, there's a, just a lot of companies and there's a, a lot of places that like now are trying to help people not be so tied. um well,
1: The burnout tied is real. Email. Well, the burnout is huge, and, exactly. and and also there's a huge aspect. People are changing careers. Maybe like, that's why twenty or they thirty years be in because, because they're their email They're anymore. like, I can't keep doing this. That's right. And I mean, we're doing that's happening constantly, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's there's something to that. But again, yeah, I I. I think we chose our jobs because pretty well, uh, pretty well because oh, I'm not good at having to be accountable at, at at eight p.m. Yeah,
3: you know or meetings. I remember when oh. when Julia and I said to her because like I we didn't even have officially our radio show, but we had breakfast with Ginny Morris mm-hmm. and we knew she was enchanted with the two of us, and she did know Julia from when she sold her. But I went right to my corporate America job and quit my job that day. <laughs> yeah. Gave two weeks notice and Julie's like, oh, we don't even have anything official. You know, we're not even, what does she to like, no? know?" And I'm like, oh, how is she going to resist us?
1: And you were so mentally done at that point to be no, like. No, no, I wasn't done. I was so sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you were so mentally already in this I job. I was like, of course yeah. you're going to hire totally. us. You know,
3: we made the whole world talk about nipples and this is before the internet. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh And I just remember thinking, oh, I'm never going to have to read email again or go to any more boring meetings and pretend to be interested in somebody's BS.
1: That's how I felt about it. One of the worst jobs I've ever had for meetings was the Army. We had... Meetings after meetings. Yeah. Like every year we had to hit all these quotas oh, for sales. sexual yeah. harassment. No, oh, that, harassment. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying the yeah, military. Know, sales yeah.
2: is the same way. It's no, meeting this, after meeting yeah. after the meeting army, after meeting. The
1: army was like, okay, now also you have to know every aspect. I mean, it was wild. Okay, I got to get onto one more theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because we're,
3: we're we're now we're getting in the weeds and we're staying. We're going to float above one more theory. Love okay? it. Good for us. Here's the theory. We'll end uh, uh, on this note because like, A lot of scary headlines out there, people's plans have been changed, all this stuff. But here is the thing, the average person does enjoy and can see four small wins every single day, that that is the theory. Four
1: small wins, yeah. I like that, yeah.
3: That we, it could be, you know, I think yesterday someone said this, they found money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the code. 20 bucks in the yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um,
2: or just accomplishing a simple task to get to the next one is a kind of a win in finishing
3: itself. Finishing a TV yeah. series.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman. to the gym to work out
0: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
3: is considered a little win that's true that's a little sad we enjoy your (laughs) four (laughs) small little wins that you have every day some people feel a win if they check off everything on little their little to-do, to-do list that yeah. they made. And Getting your They knew they done. needed a light day, so they only put two things oh, yeah. I on love I so, love that. So
1: we have a, a fridge that you can, I mean, you're not supposed to be able to write on it, but it's like stainless steel, so it doesn't work with magnets. So we just use our yeah. uh, whiteboard writer. And we, I do this. I love making lists and checking them checking off. Checking them off. Listening. Like discovering a new song. Oh, yeah. love that. Could considered
3: oh, we don't, a win.
1: We don't get mm. new music Friday. I know. What, okay. what am I supposed to do? Have you listened
3: to Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo? Yes. Um, okay.
1: So I'll listen to it on the way home okay, then. Just that, to make sure.
3: Yeah, that, that's a good one. So, yeah, just enjoy your small wins. Don't worry about it. It's a good way of turning a bad day into a good one. Yeah. That's just a, I like that. Yeah. And it's just, you know... It's a way to get through the day sometimes you is need to it. tell yourself, well, I had four little wins, so it wasn't that bad of a day because, right. you know. Yeah, as yeah. you're bleeding
1: from the head or yeah.
3: something, it's fine. Right, right. <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. Oh, we are going to sing today. We did decide oh, that. Yeah, yeah we sing. did. I know it's your favorite thing, you guys. Oh, and I love it. There's was a s- story, a little a story that was in CBS Sunday Morning this past week. That talks about this song. Somebody who had a good music here, I would say. Lil Nas X. Yeah, oh, yeah. My gosh. I, I would People think so. People love that album. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm I surprised mean,
3: John Bream didn't bring that up. Of course, we kind of were skipping around. It was
1: wild. The, um, what's this, the cowboy one that everyone loves? Oh, Old Town Road. That was insanely popular on a level across the Age groups that I didn't even yes. know existed. Like yeah. my like five year old nephew was like begging for me to play that all the time, and I was like, "Really, you mm-hmm. too? All mm-hmm. right." Like, mm-hmm. well, sometimes a song
3: will just grab us. And yeah. fifty one years ago, this song came out, and I thought it was such a good story. CBS Sunday Morning previewed it. They must have missed the fiftieth anniversary because that song came out in nineteen seventy. But take me home, country road.
0: Oh, yeah. So the
3: story, it was originally called Take Me Home, Clopper Road, but that does not really roll off yeah. the tongue. But um, uh, this local singer and songwriter, this dude named Bill Danoff, he wrote the song, and his girlfriend, Taffy Nivert, you gotta love that name. <laughs> they performed as Fat City. They were driving to a family reunion, and as they drove through winding roads, they were bantering back and forth about lyrics to pass the time and they were like trying to think of a song that Johnny Cash might record and the road they were on was Clopper Road this little two-lane blacktop and um um and when they got to the almost heaven at first it was going to be Massachusetts because that's where Bill was from mm-hmm. but they didn't like the vibe um so they used mm-hmm. West Virginia and they'd never been to West Virginia oh and, funny And John Denver played a series of solo shows at this place called The Cellar Door. And Fat City was the opening act, and they played this song. That is so... And then John Denver was like, I love, I kind of like that song. And Taffy was like, well, we got a song we were writing for Johnny Cash.
1: Isn't that funny? You think about you know, you can just throw in whatever. Like, you think that they would have this big connection to West Virginia in the end. They're like, we've never been there. Never been there. That's so funny. The song wasn't quite finished, and John
3: Denver told the couple he loved the song, so the three of them finished the lyrics and arrangement overnight, and he played it the very next day at the cellar door. And they all three were co-writers on it, and we, you know, just learned how to play it, and it's become this song... John played a twelve-string, Bill played a six-string, and they had a stand-up bass. And it was released as a single, and it went right up to the uh, Billboard number two. And the Bill and Taffy went on to form the band. Starland Vocal Band, known for afternoon delight. <laughs> Those guys know how to write lyrics. That they is sure a catchy
2: do. one too. Yeah, yeah. it ah. is. And
3: so, but that song kind of makes people feel like they <laughs> could be singing about any home. Absolutely, yes. that song. I've Road. also
1: never been to West Virginia, but I have also belted this song. But because it <laughs> makes you feel
3: like totally. I'm going home. Yeah, yes. it can always like
1: make you. And
3: I remember the first time I heard it. Like we lived in Japan, and we hadn't been home in like two and a half years and to me it just made me feel about like seeing my grandma and grandpa and driving down Nanacoke Street up in Duluth <laughs> down their bumpy road Yeah, I mean it always has yeah, it me, yeah Williston Billings, vibes yeah. for me yeah yeah, it does so I don't know if we have time to play our little Brad Paisley or should yeah, let's we just pl- sing nah,
2: we've got uh, two and a half minutes left okay, here. let's play
3: a little of Brad P- Paisley
2: what he had to say about the song Take Me Home it's the rare song that isn't just singing about something it's causing it Country star Brad Paisley grew up in Glendale, West Virginia. He's been playing Country Roads ever since he learned to play guitar, but the song gained new meaning for him when he left for Nashville. I think once you move away, the song takes on way more just character and and depth. You hear that on the radio and you're not in West Virginia. Like You hear that in your car and Mm -hmm. and it comes on and, and you hear that iconic acoustic guitar part driving down the road, I get a feeling that I should have been home yesterday. Let's go into the Let's song go. with that, huh? All right, huh? you
3: guys, so happy New Year Happy
1: too. New Year! And, uh, thanks, Brittany, for being oh, here. Yes, Thank thanks Brittany, for coming guys, in. Too. The highlight of my day. Oh. Yeah. Roads. Yes, right. Queens! Woo. Fun, fun, fun. 2022, oh, here we come. Here we come. Here
3: we go. Have a good day. <laughs> Woo! job done, off you go.